Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tabishima Ayede. Now, before I continue, I'd like to apologize for the poor sound quality today. I kept recording my usual spot in the house because, well, of course, we all know the COVID situation, kids are at home. Well, even if Corona weren't on ground, um, holidays aren't quite over yet. So we're here chilling with the kids at home and so I can't record in my usual spot. And I've fallen asleep with the baby, or rather the baby has fallen asleep with me. And I figured rather than waiting for optimal conditions to record, I'll just go right ahead and record. So you might hear the TV in the background, you might hear cars outside because I'm in the room, and you might hear the sound of the fan rustling. So just um, bear with me for the poor audio quality for today. And don't worry, as soon as I make quite a bit of money, I'm going to have a recording studio in my own home. And uh, hopefully, from then on, the sound quality on the podcast will be a whole lot better because some of you audiophiles have gotten in touch to say that sometimes the audio quality leaves a few things to be desired. All right, so um, today I'm going to make a departure from the um, case study that we've been going over for the last couple of days because I had a really um, interesting sales experience today and let's put it like that and I think it's an example of how um, not to sell whether you are in the uh, wedding and the event space because I've seen some wedding professionals um, do this before so it seems to be a technique that is gaining some popularity but in my own opinion I don't think it's something that uh, we should be doing especially if we want to be thought of as credible professionals so earlier in the day um, I was out with my wife and the kids were at the bank because she had a few transactions that she had to do that required her going into the bank so I was in the car with the children and then this woman um, comes up alongside the car and then she waves um, to the kids and of course the kids wave back and she seems real friendly and everything and so I I'm looking at her and I'm trying to um, decode quickly you know where have I seen her before have we met how come she knows the kids the kids know her um, I figured okay maybe she's a, a, a past um, um, teacher or caregiver at at the school you know something like that my mind is running in uh, a few dozen directions um, every second and so eventually I wind down a bit and then she apologizes and she says uh, don't worry I'm not a beggar uh, actually I'm um, I'm a teacher I've developed a game uh, this is what the game is uh, this is how it works it helps um, children because it helps you uh, teach them about scriptural lessons and memory verses and things like that um, basically it's a board game um, a spirit filled should I say a Christian a Christian themed board game yeah let's put it that way Christian themed board board game built around the same um, sort of premise as uh, snake and ladders and monopoly so you start off on one end you roll the dice you move from here to there you land in some places you have to repeat some scripture verses you land in other places and then you have to uh practice certain scenarios like forgiveness and things like that and it does seem to be uh it did seem to be like a a nifty idea and i really hope that um for this lady her her game um catches on 
but um, I've noticed that I've been approached by lots of people using this uh, technique um, in the last um, one year that's back into um, 2020 um, those ones I went by a store with my wife and because we had to buy some stuff for the kids clothes and all and then one of the sales attendants approached very um, cheerfully you know with that whole uh, long time no see attitude and both of us are racking our brains and wondering like have we met this person before so yes he's nice he's personable and all that but then it turns out that you know we've never met him before they're just trying to be ultra nice ultra personable and basically pretend like um either pretend or approach like they know us or there's been some um, previous interaction and i've noticed that people seem to be doing that um a lot even at bridal fairs i notice um some some wedding vendors use uh, that sort of approach um you know the the knowing glance the high pitch high and um, all of that and i know that people who do that are trying to be uh, pretentious but here's the deal sorry not pretentious they're trying to be uh, what's the word personable yes they're trying to be personable and likable but here's the deal um since we are involved in sales we're actively trying to sell stuff all the time we're in sales mode we forget that the average person does not like to be sold to. So in professional sales circles, that is called sales resistance. So in a sales situation, sales resistance is high because people don't want to be scammed, people don't want to be um, hustled, people don't want to be hassled. And so um, in that situation, um, people have their, their guard up. So it doesn't help when you are in um, a situation like the bride and the groom who happened to be in the wedding fair or my wife and I who happened to be at the uh, at the shop or when I'm chilling outside the bank you don't want to be in that situation where um, well first of all ordinarily you're not expecting a sales pitch but then somebody comes out of the blue in a manner as if the person already knows you uh, you should know who this person is you've had a previous relationship interaction in the past something like that you know, at that point um, your mind is really racing you're trying to figure out you know who this person is or oh, I don't want to offend the person have I have I met them uh, have I met them before uh, so in the midst of all that confusion the sales resistance comes crashing down even a whole lot more and it can be really annoying when you just discover that oh this person is just a salesperson who was trying to be um, smooth and work their way up to a pitch and I think as professional salespeople, we should not be involved in that kind of behavior. So, um, yes, we have to sell market, in quote. But uh, if we happen to be walking down the halls in um, uh, at a wedding fair, because we're looking for new people to talk to, we should be nice, yes. We should be uh, personable, yes. And we should be warm and inviting. But this whole scam, and I really do think it's a scam, approaching people like you know them or they should know who you are is not a very professional way of doing things and when the person realizes what the ploy is their guard is going to be up even more so the funny thing is if i had run into this lady in a different set of circumstances it's not was not an expensive board it's something that i could have bought i mean after all what's the harm especially since i'm trying to teach my children about the faith anyway but in that situation when someone approaches like that you just become and uh, what's the polite way of putting this you just become an annoyance and so i don't think this is something that we should engage in because um 
you're just going to get people uh, annoyed and uh, angry. It's not the most conducive frame of mind to make a sale. So, if you are um, a wedding event professional like me who believes in uh, attending wedding fairs and stuff like that, you know, please do not use this tactic. There are other ways of approaching um, strangers in a warm, um, friendly, uh, professional manner and initiate the sales conversation rather than showing up with that knowing glance and a nod. Um, I've even seen someone execute that move um, with a hug. I mean, why should you go and hug a total stranger? Um, anyway, this uh, I think this practice is becoming quite rampant. I've only seen it um, once or twice in a wedding expo, and I see it all the time um, out on the mall, uh, like I mentioned today, um, at the bank, which is even much more disturbing, given that right now we have the whole corona thing going on, and we're supposed to have social distancing and uh, things like that. So all these ploys that people do to get someone's attention, to get someone's personal space, it's it's not a good practice. And so if you've engaged in that before, because maybe there's someone who is telling you that this is how sales is done, uh, please desist. Do not engage in that sort of um, behavior. So, um, if you're a faithful listener, I'm sure you've already heard episodes in the past where we've spoken about how um, to be uh, professional in these um, types of situations when you're walking up to someone uh, cold the first time that you're meeting them and you want to initiate the sales conversation. And if you are just tuning in for the first time, in future episodes, you're going to hear um, not just my own personal philosophy about these things, but different uh, methodologies that are out there about how you initiate um, cold interactions with people that you haven't met before. But bottom line, do not pretend that you know this person and do not give off airs like the person is supposed to know who you are and um, and all that. So yes, it's nice to be friendly and personable, but um, in our first interactions, I really think being appropriate, being credible, and being professional should be our first um, port of call. And then the whole thing about becoming um, somebody's friend or confidant or whatever in the sales process is going to come afterwards. It's not something that we can front load or build at the beginning. So in the beginning, let's just worry about being appropriate, um, looking appropriate, dressing appropriate, sounding appropriate, um, sounding professional, being professional uh, and courteous, and making sure that we stand out as a credible um, uh, professional, and everything else will take care of itself. So, that is all that I have for you guys today on the podcast, and at the next recording tomorrow, or maybe the day after, I'll return to the uh, case studies with G Power, and we'll continue with um, um, looking at questions that we can ask prospective clients and customers, so that we can um, help them realize the extent of the problem that we solve. Uh, those are the need, uh, the need payoff questions, and the implication questions, just so that people realize the value and the gravity of the service that we provide. Because let's face it, nobody's going to hire a wedding photographer if they think all you do is just you know clickety clack press the shutter you can get someone else to do that and no one is going to hire you as um, an event planner if they think all that you do the full extent of your service is that you just stand in the middle of halls and then you tell uh, servers and waiters go to table six go to table five put a bottle of star here send jello fries to this section of the hall 
So, uh, the questions that we're going to look at, the need implication, the, the need payoff questions and the um, implication questions will um, help out with communicating our value, helping our prospective customers understand our value in that regard. So, I'll catch you guys at the next recording. And thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. Again, I'm your host. Abuja-based wedding and event photographer Tavishima Ayede. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.